Hello, and welcome to Weed and Grub. Tour dates. Go. Cool. Uh, the twenty <laughs> February 23rd through February 26th, I will be in Montana doing four shows with the Gateway Show. Heck yes. Heck yes. It might already be sold out. If not, I would get a ticket. You don't want to miss it. Uh, March 2nd through March 6th, we're in Alaska. Ketchikan, Alaska. Yeah, I cannot wait. Yeah, we're going to have a great time with uh, some friends up there at the Stony Moose, and you're going to run your special. Yeah, I'm going to be doing an hour either that Friday or that Saturday. Um, details are pending because they're pending. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but we're in Alaska, which is my favorite place in the world. And then on the 8th of March, uh, come to my show at the Comedy Store, Glazer's After Party, Rory Scovel, Paul Walter Hauser, Lisa Curry, Alex Hooper, Jesus Trejo. You're going to be running a Spotify playlist that yep. has more hip hop than you're comfortable with on it. <laughs> And then on March 18th, I'm at uh, the UCB Theater in L.A. with my friend Lindsay Ames. And do you know Salt Hank from YouTube? I feel like I should. He has a he's a handsome guy with a nice mustache. Okay. He makes a good sandwich. And I'm on a show called Make Me a Sandwich or Make Me Make That Sandwich. Sorry. <laughs> so many sandwiches. I'm foreshadowing sandwiches. <laughs> um, but that's on March 18th at the UCB. And then March 24th, I'm doing a celebrity charity event uh, with a bunch of celebrity chefs from Food Network and Beyond, Michael Simon, Brooke, um, Chef Antonio, John and Vinny, Whoop Whoop, Whoa. Voltaggio, and uh, all proceeds from that are going to eradicating food deserts. That's very exciting. So if you're in LA March 24th, please come to that. And if you're not, please go to rake.org and donate because food, I've lived in one, man. I've lived in food deserts. It is... Um, monstrous and yeah. inescapable feeling because you're too tired and too unhealthy to do anything to change your life. It is so fucked, um, especially for kids, families. Anyway, so that's March 24th. And then March 30th, come to my comedy taping. I'm taping my first special, Hollywood Improv, two shows, March 30th. Um, I know what the show title is going to be. Producer Mark is also the director. I'm and so um, excited. And Mary Jane will be running a Spotify playlist. I'll be up on a ladder putting up the marquee sign <laughs> <laughs> and running the Spotify playlist. So those are all the dates. You can go to Weed and Grub on Instagram. Um, go to at Mike and Mary Jane on TikTok. Go to our YouTube at Weed and Grub or go to our personals, uh, Glazer Boo Hoo Hoo and at this is Mary Jane underscore. And I have a new one that I'm going to talk about as yes. well. So before we get to that, what up, Mary Jane? How's it going, Mike? Great. Welcome to Weed and Grub, everyone. This is a podcast about comedy, cannabis, culture, cooking, calling shit out. And I was going to say club sandwiches. Heck yeah. <laughs> All kinds of sandwiches. All the sandwiches. Yeah. Um, that you are making for yourself. I am making sandwiches. I started a new project. Thank you. I uh, I was sort of uh, mulling this thing over for a long time uh, in response to uh, an article that I wrote last year about sexism, where the comments on that article that I wrote for High Times were like, sexism is a myth. Shut up and make me a sandwich from all of these like chodes who came out of the woodwork. And I, it was just so mind boggling to me and inspired this whole project that I've had kind of rolling around in my head for a while where I was like, I want to make a whole show as a response. And wasn't really sure how to attack it because I haven't made a piece of theater in a really long time. And I was just sort of, you know, trying to figure it out. And then uh, our friend Lauren was like, you should just start it as a like a TikTok and just, you know, do little pieces and work it out like that and use it as a laboratory to sort of develop this whole series. And I did. And you can follow it at um, it's the Mayo for me <laughs> on TikTok and Instagram. I'm making a sandwich every single day. And I'm talking about feminism and sexism and misogyny and all the myths surrounding all of these things. And uh, I'm having a great time and people are engaging with it. And it's it's a it's a good time. It's already on a roll. It, I, Kaiser I feel, roll. <laughs> yeah, just not ciabatta, right? No. no. I, um, yeah, it's, I think, you know, when you have a, an idea that is fully fucking formed in your head, you just know it's meant to be. And that's how this feels. Like, I know how to say what it is in one sentence. I know each sandwich that I'm making, the idea is so clear to me and I can just do it in, in the length that it takes me to make a sandwich. And so, like, you know, I made a sandwich about um, 
how Natalie Portman, when she was accepting her Oscar, thanked her husband for giving her the greatest role of her life, which was motherhood, which I had a, you know, a problem with. Um, so I made a sandwich about that. Um, Can I stop you right there? Yeah. The comments on that one mm -hmm. were fascinating because a yeah. lot of mothers chimed in Yes. Um, with a lot of different opinions, all of which you validated and heard. Um, but but it really struck a chord with a with so many people in so many different ways that the comments are one of my favorite things to dive into with each sandwich you post. I am loving that people are wanting to yeah comment and engage and have conversations about this kind of stuff. Like there were some definite like a couple trolls who popped popped in on TikTok to say like can't wait for you to make me a sandwich, honey. Grab me a beer while you're at it. And I was like, great, you know, come on over here and let's let's like have these conversations. But also like you say like. A lot of women are writing in and being like, I'm here for this content. Let's have these conversations. It's an ongoing conversation. I mean, sexism is certainly not a myth and misogyny is on the rise. And I've backed that up with data and facts and links that you can click through so you can actually like check out, you know, what, what's going on statistically with women in the workplace and, you know, reproductive rights and all that kind of stuff. And so like all of these. Subjects, and it's funny. Sorry. And, well, I know that's the thing. Like, you I know think what I'm these saying? are very like serious fucking topics that I feel super impassioned about obviously but like the sandwiches are funny yeah and and uh and i love that so thank you yeah the uh natalie portman one in particular some mothers said i have self-identified as a mom for so long as my identity that now that my f kids have left and i'm gonna get the comment wrong but it was essentially like now that the kids have left i'm finding myself again mm. and other people are like it was so important for me to have boundaries have my own time as a mother because yeah. it is not and all of that positioned with Natalie Portman winning an Oscar for Best Actress yeah. and saying, but that ain't as much fun as getting dumped in and having a kid is yeah, like a wild my greatest experience. And the, yeah, the idea that that actually has to make her a whole human, like that's the thing that finally completed her as a person. That was the idea that I was really talking about. Like that's problematic. The idea that I have to fulfill a biological imperative to actually, you know, achieve my destiny as a, as a, as a female person. Like, no, girl, that is, <laughs> I'm whole without having a child and it is my choice to do so or not. So and my worth is definitely not tied to it. And I was also having a great time calling out Tucker Carlson and his fucking fanboy, Jesse Kelly, who, if you watch the video, Jesse Kelly is doing the exact same thing with his voice that Tucker Carlson does. Like he's completely emulating him. And it's so funny because this he looks woman is doing a make <laughs> me a sandwich video. And I, for one, am appalled. <laughs> Her womb is barren and she has no value as a person on this planet. And it's just fucking crazy because they were talking about Chelsea Handler and, um, you know, how she can't possibly be happy being child free after she did a whole bit about, you know, how she had the best life ever. And she was like, I do whatever the fuck I want. And they were so incensed about it. And it's just ginning up all of this fucking faux outrage about, you know, how w women are worthless unless we're like popping out kids. And um, and so making a sandwich about that whole thing and then trying to fit all of that into two minutes was also a really fun little um, project. I feel like I just talked too much about it. But anyway, no, it's you great. didn't. Because I, I have one more question. OK, um, the sweets are life. Great follow on Instagram. Oh my God, the best. I'm in awe of her. Her flowers are in Lady Gaga's hands on her most recent post. She's doing flowers for Yeah, she all just the did the, um, the Netflix Pamela um, oh. documentary opening. She did the flowers for those. Like fucking crazy. She's so what was stuff. your slogan thing that went with her for oh. um, on, on one of your sandwich videos? Uh, my sandwich, my choice. Because <laughs> it was great. Like as I started making these and people started commenting, there was one guy who was like, yo, um, how much mayo are you putting on that dang sandwich? And then another dude was like, I can't believe you used the same knife for the mayo and the mustard without wiping it off in between. And I was like, guys, I'm in my house making myself a sandwich with my mayo and my mustard. It's my sandwich, my choice. And then it was also because Tiffany was like, this is the slogan for 2023. And I was like, holy fuck, I'm getting t-shirts made. This is, we're doing this. My sandwich, my choice. My sandwich, my choice. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so far I've made um, not very exciting sandwiches, but I did make one for my sandwich today that I had a great time with that was a, a fried egg sandwich. So, I'm, you know, I'm branching out a little bit. I got some I got some tuna melts coming up. I got BLT. Um, I just bought some really soft sourdough at Trader Joe's that I'm excited about to try and make some bigger, fluffier sandwiches. So, yeah. Very nice. It's a good time. Thanks, Mike. Very nice. Um, at It's the mayo for me. Fantastic. <laughs> Fantastic. Mm -hmm. Which, speaking of, I'm going to tuck into these Tate's chocolate chip cookies. Ah, uh, the nicest. That's okay. Also, yeah. can you see the sweat stain on my shirt? 
No, I cannot. So you know how if you sit down and your tummy folds your shirt into yes, itself? I know. I'm always trying to... <laughs> Yes. And then I get like sweat creases. Uh-huh. If you're on the YouTube video, you you might be able to see these delicious pocket pools of sweat. But like, <laughs> you know, because I'm trying to, Mark is wag- wagging his finger. He, no, he can't see it. Well, okay, I can't good. see anything. You're, I think All you're right. good. Well, then head over to YouTube and watch this one. Because <laughs> <laughs> I, um, right now, um, because I've been, uh, I haven't really eaten a lot in the past like week or so. Mm. And, um, and so I, I'm feeling very loose in my clothes. Okay. But I'm still getting these like sweat pocket folds where the t-shirt like tucks into the crease and I get all sweaty. Yeah. Um, but if you can't see it, that's great. No, you're good. Okay. Then I'm going to have a Tate's you cookie. You definitely fit a Tate's cookie in there. Okay, great. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That's so great. Tate's are the freaking best. Number one cookie. Number one cookie. Remember when we had our friend um, send us Tate's? She sent us that beautiful care package from Vermont and she had like maple syrup and Tate's cookies and all sorts of deliciousness. That was so great. So good. Mm. Um, Hold on. I'm going to look at our notes because I know we actually wrote down topics as professionals for this one. Oh, yeah. I do have a little bit of business from last week. Okay. That I do need to call myself out on. Okay. I would like to publicly apologize to my mom. She did send me a Valentine and not just you. I thought that if you had listened to last week's episode, you know that um, Mary Jane got a Valentine from my entire family, and I did not. (laughs) I'm going to blame the USPS Mm -hmm. and not my family. I thought they excluded me from Valentine's Day and are only interested in you as a person. But it turns out they also like me. So I'd like to say, sorry, mom, (laughs) and uh, happy Valentine's Day. Did you, what was in your Valentine? Haven't opened it yet. Oh. It's still in my mailbox. What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mike, you have to open your mail and cry. Remember we <laughs> had that conversation a while back? I know. Because I have the compulsion to check my mailbox every time I walk past it. And it's there's mail in there at strange hours. Mm-hmm. And you never open anything. Mm-mm. And we were relating this to our emotional states. Yeah, and how I, I like, bury I'm, everything and keep it all inside. Mm-hmm, and I'm free flowing and constantly opening everything up. Will you help me open my mail? I will help you. I will go over to your house and open that Valentine for you. And even like if you need a shoulder, I'm right here for you. I'm right here, man. Oh man. I'll bring you sandwiches. I'll I'll be your shoulder. Here for all of it. Thank you. Yeah. So uh thank you to my entire family. Sorry I didn't get you anything for Valentine's Day. You oh, know. Speaking of heartbreak. Oh, yeah. I don't we can't spoil anything on here. We can't. Can we just say spoiler alert? And then if you want to like skip ahead, skip ahead. Please, please. Okay, The Last of Us. Listen, if you like The Last of Us and you're watching The Last of Us, um, yeah, I guess, you know, the episode that aired last night was what you want to talk about and spoil. (laughs) Is nothing sacred? What do you mean? Is nothing sacred? Beloved characters. Yes. Predictable storylines. Like, let's not say it's nothing sacred anymore. Oh, well, I did hop on the Reddits and the Twitters afterwards to just see what everyone was saying. And almost everyone who plays the game was like, yo, if you play the game, you would fucking know what's going to happen. I'm not 12. I don't know. I haven't played a video game. (laughs) There are plenty of grown, grown people who play video games. Name one. Um, uh, no, you're right. Bingo. <laughs> I don't have gamer friends. Mark, producer Mark plays video games. Uh, I don't know anyone. Evidently, if you played The Last of Us, you would have known that this huge, huge thing was coming. And then also I did read that um, it doesn't necessarily look like it's over in the way that we think it might be. Okay, good. There's a lot of chewing going on over there. Sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> I love it, Tate's. Um, <laughs> I don't... Ugh. I need the reason I like heist movies is because I know the entire thing is duplicitous, twists and turns. Everyone is out for themselves. Nothing is what you think. Mm -hmm. And then there's a big twist at the end. When I'm watching a show like The Last of Us, where it's essentially what I think of as like a zombie TV show, Mm -hmm. and there's not many zombies, but there's more twists and turns than I'm comfortable with. I'm I'm uncomfortable with the comfort. Like with a heist movie, I'm I know I'm going to get well, twists and turns. It's a drama instead of a thriller, right? Like, and that's yeah, maybe not what we maybe expected that's from the some problem. like post-apocalyptic fucking dystopian zombie content. We're actually getting some like beautiful human drama, and it's so yeah, it's so fucking poignant and compelling and painful. Ugh. 
I've cried several times watching that show. Yeah, every other episode. <laughs> every other episode is like, hey, we we gave you one and now here's one for us. Well, I mean, they really like, yeah, because the, at the end of the second episode, we've got Tess. Yep. Obviously, the third episode, we Frank and Bill's like truly laid me flat. Yes. Um, And then this episode. The, and then the fifth episode, we had the brothers, Sam and Henry. Oh my god! So like every episode, there's something huge happening with someone that you've become very attached to. It's it's good TV. I hope everyone is watching. I was just um, talking with our friend Natalie, and she was saying I was so surprised because she's definitely not a person who would watch kind of zombie stuff, but uh, she's enjoying it. She's loving it because it's so fucking good. It's good human drama. That's why. Drama. That's what I don't like. Mm. That's why I like horror movies. Yeah, you and, don't like your feelings. Yeah, I don't like feelings. <laughs> I like, I like when, I like, I like when everything is external, mm -hmm. action packed. Yep. Yeah. Are you Marvel? You Are you a Marvel head? Well, yes and no. Mm -hmm. I'm a little burnt out on Marvel because I feel like at this point it's getting shoved down my throat in ways that I'm uninterested in. Definitely. Like I would love, I would love some of those funds from Marvel and some of those people to kind of just go away and do other projects, even mm. small indies, like build the indie, um, indie production community back up in yeah. ways like it instead of being in new zealand for three years doing green screen zip arounds i would love to see paul rudd in something small that yeah. like boosts up new talent because it feels like Fucking marvel is swallowing everything whole it's horrible it's and like it's the horrible. trapper keeper in south park <laughs> <laughs> yeah that was a great episode thank you for the rack that was fun yeah that was fun to watch that with you um can i talk about a, a small independent film that i just saw that i would love to just talk about because i would love people to see it yeah there's a film called alice darling that anna kendrick is out promoting right now that she made about um a coercive control emotionally abusive relationship and it is an incredibly accurate portrayal of what it is like to be involved in a relationship like that and as someone who was involved in a relationship like that it was incredibly validating and affirming and helpful to see that portrayal because i think one of the things that happens with that kind of relationship is that it's very hard to because it's not necessarily physically abusive so you don't have the sort of like the bruises or the you know the the obvious identifiers of the fact that you're being hurt by someone um, and so people really don't understand it. But, you know, when you actually see it portrayed in the way where you, you really do understand like the psychological torment of that kind of relationship, it's it's it, it was just really, really well done, really beautifully handled, very satisfying just as a movie. Um, it's it's a good story. And the acting is fantastic. And I was just like, fuck, yes. Indie film, Alice Darling. I rented it on YouTube. Um, great job, Anna Kendrick and all the cast. It's wonderful. Is it told from her perspective it's it's about it's her story it's her story mm -hmm. wow yeah it's really good the one thing that was interesting that you told me about with that was um how all of her friends didn't know what to do or where the line was or how she was because yeah. it's it's so important in the world to me especially as a comedian especially as someone who considers themselves funny and wanting to bring joy into the world mm -hmm. to not bring my fucking heat onto anyone's fucking building. You know what I mean? I'm not looking to set fires anywhere except in my own house. Okay. So I don't want to, I don't want to, um, I don't want to go to anyone like I need them or like I need to talk to someone. I'd much rather think I can handle it and I'm strong enough to handle it myself. But then none of my friends know what the fuck is going on with me. Yeah, and, and we need friends. That's how thing, that's how, that's why people kill themselves for real. Like if I think about every single person, Anthony Bourdain, uh, Chester Bennington from Lincoln Park, all of these people who I really idolized for so many things. And the mm -hmm. last thing you hear is like, they were so nice. They were having such fun. I never saw it coming. And that's because you don't bring that shit to the table yeah. as a human being. And so I thought that was a really interesting mention on your part in this movie about how her friends react through everything. Yeah, it's so important. And there, there was a study recently published about how what the one of the biggest indicators of living a long and fulfilled life is community, is friendship, like more than any other, you know, know, money or healthcare or any of that kind of thing. It's literally the friends that you have and the, those, those bonds, those close friendship bonds that will keep you alive. They certainly did in my case. And, um, yeah, like, you know, I, I just remember being in that relationship and doing literally everything I could to hide how bad it was from everyone I knew and loved, including my sister, all of my best friends. And, you know, I, I had a friend who like did reach out to me and she was like, I know you're in a bad place with this. And I'm really concerned that it's going to get much worse. And I just recently reread my 
email back to her and I was like, you don't get it and it's okay. And I was just still high, even though I knew that I was in danger. And so seeing it in a film that just handles it really well is, uh, yeah, like I think I've already said, it's just very um, affirming and like I can sort of point to it and be like, that's a document of what it actually does look like. It's really fucking crazy. Wow. Because at one point she's talking to her friends about it and she says, um, well, he doesn't hurt me, meaning he doesn't hit me, mm -hmm. which was also my case. Um, but her friend looks right back at her and she's like, he doesn't hurt you. And she's just incredulous because she's like, of course he's hurting you. He's hurting you terribly. And there's a great scene in which um, one of Anna Kendrick's, her name is Alice, the character Alice, one of her friends makes her a sandwich and brings it to her. And she says, hey, I made you a sandwich. And she's like, oh, thanks. That was nice. And she's like, well, I figured you might be hungry. And I was like, making a sandwich is an act of love. When you're not being told to make a sandwich as a, like, submit to me, you fucking bitch. But you actually are, like, making a sandwich because you're choosing to. That's some powerful love there. It really is. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, are you, you're holding this weed like you're going to do something I want to smoke this weed so Great. bad. Do we need to take a break so we can roll up? No, no, no. I have my... <laughs> this is from Hawaii. I'm going through all the uh, generosity that Hawaii gave me. Oh, wow. Um, and so I'm just kind of working through every gram that somehow is back in LA. Oh, we don't um, know how that happened. I don't know how that happened. We're in the time-space continuum. It's all, you know, there was a portal that opened up. Yeah, I, I gave it all to Ant-Man. <laughs> And, and, and he took it in the quantum realm. Traveled. He, yeah, oh, he really. Man. <laughs> Talk about a stinker. That movie is getting dunked on. Is it I really? I just heard a very funny segment on one of the movie podcasts or radio shows I listened to where they were like, oh my God, this is just embarrassing at this point. And I was wow. like, wow. Good. Smell it sounds this. terrible. Okay. Yeah, I love the idea of Ant oh, Man being, being a uh, smuggler. Nice and piney. Yeah, right? Yeah. Are you going to pop it in your little... Oh, I love that glass piece. A little, uh, little, little chillum? Handy dandy chillum. Yeah. Great. So there I'm going to smoke this. I don't okay. know how much time we have, but is this like... It feels like news time kind of. Oh, yeah. It could be news time. Do we um, want to do a quick little like shout out to Xylodent while I get high and I'm yeah. going to have cotton mouth? Check out Xylodent, y'all. They are a vegan, kosher, um, all natural, wonderful antidote to cotton mouth or you know, just dry mouth for any reason. Maybe, you, maybe you're like getting ready to do a presentation and you got nervous and you need to activate those salary, sal salary glands. The salary those glands. Those salary glands. <laughs> salivary glands. And a uh, great for when you get caught in mouth, which I certainly do all the time. There's a very funny um, video that we made a long time ago where I have such bad cotton mouth and I drink like 18 glasses of water. <laughs> oh, that's right. We were making a berry cobbler yeah. influ inf infused. I have cotton mouth now. Infused berry uh -huh. cobbler. And you got so high. I got so high. And I have T-Rex arms. <laughs> like I just don't know what to do with my arms. So I just hold them up like this. And because we're doing jump cut editing for YouTube, the continuity of the water behind you keeps changing in its levels because you could not get enough water. Oh, my God. I th I think I drank like 18 pints of water. Uh, thank you to Michael Walker for your patience with us that day when I got myself way too baked on my own baking. Yeah. And so if you uh, don't want to have T-Rex arms, get some Xylodent. <laughs> Go to xylodent.com. CO. CO. I, yeah, it definitely would have helped me out that day. Xylodent.co. You can use our code WeedandGrub25 for 25% off. And um, yeah, <laughs> check, go check them out. They've got a bunch of different flavors too. I got the um, the winter mint, which is very refreshing. Mm. Um, our news story this week, I'm reading this on mjbizdaily.com. And it is that Curaleaf, the giant um, cannabis operator, it's a um, MSO, multi-state operator, Curaleaf Holdings said that it's going to shutter the majority of its operations in California, Colorado, and Oregon and reduce its payroll by 10% in the latest sign of the ongoing difficulties for the cannabis market as a whole. God damn it. I know. Oh, I never want to hear about anyone losing their jobs in cannabis. It's fucking crazy. Uh, so they basically are going to save $60 million by doing this. Um, the cutbacks are coming as a host of other cannabis companies have also cut hundreds of jobs in recent months, including Oregon-based Dutchie, uh, mm. California-based WM Technology, with a, I think is Weed Maps. They oh, just had a bunch of layoffs. Sure, that makes sense. And um, uh, there's a Colorado-based uh, company called Akerna Corp that also had a bunch of layoffs. Um, and basically, all three of the states that Cureleaf is exiting is the whole West Coast, California, Colorado, and Oregon. Um, they've all experienced falling wholesale prices because of excess cultivation ca capacity that outweighs demand. So that was what I was writing about when that big story about the crisis facing California cannabis companies where 
basically like small farms were supposed to be able to have time to come online and ramp up production before the big licenses would allow big companies to grow. And then that didn't happen. They removed that cap. And so all of a sudden the market is flooded with a ton of legally grown cannabis from all of these fucking big operators. And so the prices just tank and nobody can make money. And it's just one of the reasons that these places are struggling. So and that surplus and that surplus of weed can't cross state lines either so it's it's just garbage piles it's just like heaps it's just heaps of flour just sitting there dying yeah it costs more to harvest than it's worth there are there are small farmers who are you know have lost everything and and now these big companies are also quote unquote suffering (laughs) so um i will say on the bright side Kiraleaf, thank you for following our instagram yeah thanks Kiraleaf, for following our instagram and (laughs) good luck on the east coast with whatever it is you're going to do out there i have some speculations could i have a sip of your water would you feel comfortable do with you that? have cotton mouth do you need some yeah. xylodent mm-hmm. <laughs> um yeah anyway it's it's a it's you know the the legal cannabis situation in this country is a crazy mess it's fucking worse than when it was just illegal or uh, well <laughs> obviously no, yeah. let me rephrase that it's it wow. is worse than when um federal legalization seemed like a possibility and states were starting to go rec and not just med at the time when rec was kind of coming online and seemed possible uh there was a lot of hope in my heart there was a lot of sparkle in my eye yeah because it was like oh rec we can just walk down the streets in new york and smoke a jay it's magic like, heck yes and it's wonderful in so many ways and it truly truly is but it's worse for it somehow it's somehow yeah. worse well because the government got involved i mean what have they ever well, fixed i'm right? sorry but um yo they didn't get involved enough because there's been a lot of talk and all they keep doing is punting it around and not getting anything done schumer biden pelosi kamala y'all made promises you haven't kept one of them and i'm not saying vote republican i'm not saying vote for santos or whoever's going to be in there but i am santos. saying isn't george santos going to be oh no he's the liar <laughs> He's the liar. Who's the Florida dude? Who's the Florida guy? Matt Gates? No. Oh, DeSantis. DeSantis. Yes. No Santises. <laughs> no, no Santises or Santos or Santas. No just, s- just don't. Don't. Just don't. Don't vote for anyone is no, what I'm definitely saying. Definitely vote. You have to vote. <laughs> Everybody needs to vote. If you're not registered to vote right now, go get registered immediately and then vote in the primaries and vote vote every, every time you get a chance. My pitch <laughs> is we clone Greta Thunberg. Yes. And we put her in every position everywhere all over the world in a real, like, majestical monopoly. That I want, like, great. 400 Gretas cloned God, she's so as a hive mind. She's reasonable. Isn't yeah. it fantastic? She's such a great uh, example of, you know, all of these, like, screaming man babies like Tucker fucking Carlson, who is just so histrionic and over the top. And then they're like, and women are too emotional to be in charge. And then you look at Greta Thunberg and she's just, like, the calmest, coolest, most collected, brilliant fucking speaker. It's great it I is great. totally great greta for greta for everything greta for everything and katie porter she'd be my other vote yeah fucking horns from mark producer mark nice heck yes um c- going to the cure leaf thing for a second yeah yeah you were mentioning how a lot of these places that are doing layoffs are also technology based which i think is a really interesting area um because technology everywhere else you're making a ton of money like just in tech. Tech, I think is, tech always is also booming. in crisis right now. But, no. Oh, really? Yeah, I think tech is fucked too. I think everything is just weirdly fucked. Like, like there's a lot of what's the saying? Pigeons coming home to roost. You know, like anything that grows. I don't know if that's a saying. I think that's a saying. It's chickens. Pig- oh, is it chickens? Chickens or pigeons? There's but there's birds showing up. They're coming home and they're roosting. <laughs> Is what's happening because I think, you know, it's true with any industry and I'm certainly not an economist and I don't know how most of the shit works, but like anything that booms is going to pop, right? So we boomed and now we're popping. Yeah. Now we popping. Now we popping. Damn. And not popping off, but like pop, Pop. (laughs) like a balloon popping. Understood. Like Mm -hmm. a Chinese spy balloon. Yes. Popping. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Exactly like that. The ultimate metaphor for 2023. A wow. slow moving, so slightly deflated, always, always kind of around, but not really doing much. That's 2023. Are you going to hit that? Oh, yeah. I did it twice. Oh, you Try didn't it. hand it to me. No. Well, because you were reading the news story. Oh, I see. I was like, what happened? It's I didn't really get, I didn't good. get any weed. It's really good. What? Uh, what's next? Um. Oh, I'll look at our list. Oh, that is tasty. Oh. What do we got? I'm so glad that this episode is like focusing on your wins oh, Jesus. and wins in general. Uh-oh. What's happening? Mary Jane. Yes. What's up? 
congratulations. We can finally, you can finally talk about it. So uh, I can tee you up if you like, or you can just take it away because it is so cool. And um, it's a big celebration day. It's an MJ celebration day. Are we talking about it's the mayo for me again? No. (laughs) We're talking about how you have one foot in the arts world and one foot in the journalism world. Okay. And how those two things are the Venn diagram of Mary Jane Gibson. Wow, that's cool. You know what that just made me think of is, did you ever see that Van Damme uh, ad where he's standing on the two trucks and they're playing that fucking um, Enya song? Do you know what I'm talking about? Are you about? talking about Jean-Claude Van Damme? Jean-Claude Is Van Damme. Is he in the splits between truck yes. beds? Vo- it's a Volvo commercial. Thank you, producer Mark. It's uh he he's standing. It's the it's the best commercial of all time. I will put a link to it in the show notes if you have not seen it. It is the coolest thing because it's Jean-Claude Van Damme, who I grew up with, like he was I was so in love with him. So in love with him. And he's standing, these two trucks are driving side by side, and then they slowly part, and he just goes into this split. And it's real. He really did this. And it's, I, I mean, I have goosebumps right now. If I, like, my nipples just got hard. It's <laughs> That's my meter if, like, if something's effective. I have a bigger sweat stain on my belly, and your nips are <laughs> my hard. My nipples are hard. <laughs> About Jean-Claude Van Damme right now. Anyway. Wow. So, the the like, you saying the one foot in each space, maybe I'm like the... I'm like the Jean-Claude. <laughs> no, I'm not. Say but it. That's what I'm not. I'm not the Jean-Claude Van Damme of anything. But you do but have cool announcements this week. Thank you. Uh, very grateful to have a foot in the creative world and a foot in the cannabis media journalism world. I'm because if I can have that Venn diagram, that that's a pretty good life. And um, so in the journalism front, I was offered and have accepted a position or a fellowship not a position. It's a fellowship with the University of Vermont. They've offered a cannabis media fellowship to, um, they offer it to three people every year. And the cohort from last year was amazing. It was Adam Shorn from LA Weekly or LA Times rather. Uh, Elizabeth Garber Paul from Rolling Stone. Your editor. My editor from Rolling Stone. Um, Jeremy Burke from Business Insider. Other people, like it was just really freaking cool. Cream of the cream. Very, very cool. And so um, I'm going to start that at the end of March. It's an eight-week program, and I will graduate with a certificate in plant biology. It's a pretty hardcore course. It's like plant biology and chemistry and pharmacology, and it's like really deep academic knowledge about the cannabis plant. And they're offering it to journalists so we can, you know, better report and be more informed and, you know, not like just, you know, making things up as I think a lot of the media does when they don't, we don't really know about things or they ask someone who's uninformed. Like there's, you know, I'm always shocked when that guy, Kevin Sabat gets interviewed about cannabis. Who's he? He's just, he's an anti cannabis activist. Basically he runs an organization called smart approaches to marijuana, which sounds pro cannabis, but it is not. Uh He's uh, constantly agitating too. Like shut things down basically and so um yeah and he always gets interviewed as a talking head about cannabis i'm like "Mm." so anyway it'll be cool because i'll I'll, um make all sorts of new connections and i'll i'll be able to report better on the plant and and just be more informed writer and be able to come on here and talk about some cool new stuff it's massive congratulations i'm excited thank you so much i feel very very fortunate i also say so because i know you uh well enough that education, learning, science, school. Ooh, that's up your alley. You are a school bird. I I am a school bird. Yeah. I love uh, being in school. If I could be in school for the rest of my life, I would be. I freaking love it. And it's so funny because like I didn't go to university when I, when I graduated from high school, I chose to go to this conservatory program for theater. Loved it so much. And it was tons and tons of reading and learning, obviously, but it wasn't in an academic environment. So I never got the experience of being in a university program. Yeah. So I'm pretty stoked because like this is, it's going to be pretty hardcore. And when I was talking to them about it, I was like, you know, I didn't, I don't have the college level requirements of college level chemistry or biology, but luckily I have biologists in my family. And so I, f- I feel comfortable like reading a scientific paper or look, if you, know, you, you might, you might not have sat in a classroom with some white chalk and some formulas on a board for 90 <laughs> minutes, but you did have a shark being dissected in your front yard for an entire summer. So I would nice offer <laughs> the thought that you are qualified. I'm pretty stoked. Thank obviously you. you are, but you know. I had a I had a great intake interview with the director of the program who was like basically we we have to waive that requirement of like the college level chemistry and biology for our journalism fellows because who would expect someone who's a journalist to have that anyway? 
And I was like, well, I really don't have it, but I'm excited to, you know, kind of buff up my knowledge before starting the class too. Like I'm going to do some required reading and, you know, YouTube video viewing to, to get myself ready. Can I make one pitch? Yeah. Are you open to one pitch? I'm open to all pitches. I think you should treat yourself to a brand new, awesome wardrobe that you love so that every Zoom class <gasps> that you're on, you are like feeling so good and taking it so seriously. I say now is the occasion to treat yourself to things you normally wouldn't do. I love that. Thank you. That's so funny that you say that because I was just talking about doing that very thing. Really? Yeah. Yo, like... when you smoke weed together enough, things, <laughs> things combined. Today, I went on a walk with Natalie and we were talking about, you know, everything under the sun like we do. And I was like, I really need a wardrobe update because I've just like never came out of the pandemic with a look like I'm just still in like what's what's comfortable and clean. Let's put that on my body. So clean enough. It, yeah, clean. Exactly. Yeah. So I think you're totally right. I'm going to um, do a little uh, shopping and make my I'm, I want a long trench. Oof. I want some wide pants, wide-legged, high-waisted, like, cool pants. Heck yes. And those big red boots from Mischief. And those boots. That's exactly right. <laughs> I'm going to look very professional. <laughs> and everyone's going to take me red really seriously. <laughs> Oh, yeah. No. Oh, the weed journalist? Oh, word? Yeah. <laughs> we can spot her from a mile away. The weed journalist. That's so funny. I mean, I'm not going to be allowed to even say the word weed in this program. That's Isn't right. That? Yeah, because it's an academic program. And so part of the deal is because it's being part, it's taught as part of a curriculum at this university, they take it very, very seriously. And so there's no sort of like anecdotal anything. It's all evidence-based and, and, and we're using scientific language and stuff. So I will have to rein myself in because at one point during the the interview I did crack a joke and um nope not so much with this with the academics they don't love jokes no no <laughs> <laughs> not so much so I'm gonna dial that down and I am gonna take it incredibly seriously awesome that's very cool too because the more we dive deep into uh, cannabis legislation on here, mm. the more I, I'm realizing how important it is to use specific language when talking to specific people about specific things. Yeah. And by doing so, you can actually have a deep, important discussion where you're fighting for things you believe in. But if you don't know that lingo, yeah. you're not actually welcome to the table. That is such a great point that I think you can't make too often. Like you really do have to show up speaking a certain way in order to be taken seriously. And I think that has historically been part of the problem with the cannabis community, right? Like that's why so much of the power has been taken away from a lot of the people who fought to like get to where we are today is because some of them were showing up using language that doesn't go well when you're at a city council meeting. You know, you can't you know, talk about things being groovy or what, like, I don't even know. I don't want to make fun of anyone, but you're so right. Like, no, but when it can be weaponized against you yeah, it fucking in the sucks. media, that's, that's what the problem is. Really. I remember, it started so early when legislation started happening. I remember in 2014, I was working at high times and there was this Colorado, uh, PR company that had just started up in like Colorado had just legalized cannabis. And they were this new PR company that were repping brands and they were so dismissive and contemptuous of the existing cannabis community. And they were like, really, we want to move away from these stoners and get out of our basements. And I remember like a chill went through me when I read that because I was like, I bet that's that's just the harbinger integrity. <laughs> as says producer Mark, like, yeah, integrity farms, that fucking South Park was great. But uh, yeah, like I just... It's so unfortunate when, you know, you hear that people like the the article that I wrote about that company Genius, the Genius brand. Uh-huh. They're a Russian billionaire who yeah. unrelated is now dead by murder. Uh yeah, suicide. a, a Moscow suicide. Yeah, Moscow suicide. <laughs> um yeah. but he you know, his that whole company that was built to take advantage of the vertically integrated California cannabis situation, um, the their whole ethos was that they wanted to veer away from the stoner community, which I think was, you know, that's like a fun, that's a cornerstone of the brand that you're building are the stoners. They're the people who use your product. What are you fucking crazy? Yeah. And then there was like the security were like, you can't wear hats into the store because, you know, so much of the, you know, weed community, like they wear hats. We wear hats. We like, we're low key. We don't like to be necessarily like looked at. I went to the post office the other day and I put my hood over my head because yeah. there was just too many cameras in the government office for me to like totally want to see my face. Yeah. Pay in cash. Keep your hood up. Right. Let's like go. that's, that's been such a part of, of what, so it's so important to like, yeah, really recognize that, you know, sometimes you have to, you have to evolve your language, but not your positions, right? Like you can 
hold hold fast to your um your integrity your integrity yeah <laughs> yeah i uh hold on i'm looking because we're professionals oh well, we're so professional with this whole list of topics it's great i love it i mean we have a couple more things that we can go through if we want to talk either about um well you pick because i'm going through all of them you see where we're at oh yeah let's i do see where well uh, yeah we went and saw some comedy the other night thanks to uh urban leaf and it was really cool. Urban Leaf just opened up a new store on the Sunset Strip. They're f it's fucking beautiful. It's a great shopping experience because it's all the product is just out. So you can, you know, it's not one of those sort of like um, behind the counter experiences. It's not a sterile clinic. Yeah, it's great. It's not a med men at the end of the day. It's uh, I, I loved it. It's yeah. right next to the pink dot. And yeah. um, it was, yeah, really fun. And we got this like beautiful um, assortment of delicious products to try. I've been really enjoying um there was a uh, like a, a pouch of weed, like like loose tobacco, yeah. to roll up called fuzzies. That was just great. It's it's been really fun. But yeah, and then they. Oh wait, I want to shout out Angela real quick. Oh yeah. Um. So shout out to Angela, who's a big part of Urban Leaf because uh, she also made that point system tips and tops. Tops. <laughs> it's the same thing though. It is, it's except the... it's not because she educated me oh. on what tops are, mm -hmm. and I had never heard that term before. Tops for Urban Leaf is a um, point system. When you make uh, purchases, you get points, and then you like get a percent... loyalty program. Yeah, a loyalty program. Mm -hmm. But she was also like, oh, I called it tops because it's like your top tier as a part of Urban Leaf, but also because, well, you know what tops are. And at first I was like, well, I knew it was a baseball card. Um, not anymore. Also, only one P in this, two P's in that. So no, what is tops? And she was like, the tops of the bud plant, like where the best buds are at the very top that makes that green canopy. And I'd never heard the word tops before to describe that green canopy that goes over. I'd never it's heard the biggest, of fattest buds the biggest, that are closest fattest, yeah. to the light that get the most light. Yeah. yeah. So I, uh, I didn't, I'd never heard it called tops like that. And so I thought that was kind of cool too. And nice. so shout out Angela for yeah. teaching me something new. Cause she was like, I can't believe you didn't know that. And I was like, well, I, I definitely can. <laughs> I can believe I don't know a lot of things. That's so funny. Yeah. It was a great opening. Uh, they also had sushi on hand from Katana. And I got to eat, I think I had three hand rolls of crab and three of tuna. I mean, let's talk about a hand roll, please. Okay. <sighs> Are you for or against? Is this our cream corner? No, because we do have other cream corners to get to. Um, <laughs> but like, how do you feel about a hand roll? As a whole. I love a loose pile of anything in my hand <laughs> that I can just shove in my mouth. I'm in favor. <laughs> I just picture you with like oats. Yeah, truly. That's yeah? just, yeah. Give me loose food in my hand. Okay. Um, All the time. I, 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 I'm a, I think I'm anti-loose food. This is why we do this pod because yeah. I, I like a tight, you need it tight. circle that yep. I use chopsticks for. You don't want to touch it. I don't want to touch it. Using Eating a hand roll made me very uncomfortable in public. Like if we were sitting down at a restaurant and doing it, but I'm like holding it and mm -hmm. chatting with someone. Oh, why were you talking to anyone? That's the problem. You have to like turn your back to everyone eat. and eat facing the wall, which is what I did. <laughs> Like a Blair Witch <laughs> totally. ending. I found a corner and I just shoveled. <laughs> oh man, I I because I don't want to take a bite in front of anybody. You know what I mean? Like especially in public. So I should have cornered myself. Oh, it's a nightmare. Yeah, eating yeah. eating in front of anyone, eating on camera, like it's any of that stuff. People are looking at you. It's not good. If anyone has a suggestion for what you call it when you are at a party and you just face the corner and eat real fast, <laughs> please hit us up. <laughs> I would love a name for that. I'm calling it Creamed Corner. Okay. <laughs> wait, no, we talked about this a long time ago because we were talking about being in the corner and slurping ramen long ass time ago. Mm. I don't know. Anyway. So I'm kind of anti-hand roll. Okay. Uh, especially in public. But uh, if, and I got yelled at by the guy because, you know, the sushi had all of the display sushi on it where yeah. it was like um, some salmon and just little rolls. Yeah. And I grabbed a napkin and grabbed some chopsticks and I started grabbing it. He goes, oh, no, no, no. That's display only. Okay. So <laughs> carry on. What do you have to add to that? I just, I want to hear the rest. And so I, I go, you. I go, oh, okay. And he goes, but I can get you hand rolls. And I was like, I'll take one of each. Then I saw someone else come around, do the same thing, grab them. He missed it. And then they replaced those display only sushis with new ones, which tells me they were edible. They were available. But... 
uh, I got caught and that other guy didn't. That's what I was going to say is that by the time we were leaving and like a lot of people had showed up, there were a bunch of stoners just crowded around that display of sushi, just just eating it up. It I looked mean, like grizzly bears in a river. Yeah, you can totally, you cannot put a bunch of food out at a weed event and then be like, don't touch that. <laughs> that is a crazy concept. That's a cra- what are you talking about? What are you talking That's about? I'm going to concept. eat it. It's food and this is a weed event. Yeah. I'm there's there is no other option if you put it out it is up for grabs yes like it, never go camping with a bunch of stoners because they will grab like meat out of bear traps <laughs> everyone will be in snares up in the trees by the end of it it's going to be over yeah I, you can't do a display only food situation ever ever there should be no dis- display food should be illegal how about that yeah costco would never costco yeah it's they they are just there for you at Costco all the time. Mm-hmm. I went to Costco the other night. I had a great time. Yeah. I'm so excited we have Costco cards now. I am too. Yep. Gold members. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> you know, keeping it tight. Uh, what else we got? Oh. We should probably wrap pretty soon. Oh, do we? Yeah. Uh, can we do double cream corner? Oh, double cream corner. Okay. Yeah. Or should we do buds of the week? Uh, we can do I can't either. see what it's it says. 48. We're at 48. Oh. Hot 48. Okay. Let's do we buds should, of the let's week. Let's do buds. And we'll do, we'll do our other cream for another time. Okay. Um, I would love, to, I would love to go first. Okay, that's cool. Yeah, let me pull it up though, um, because my butt of the week this week. As I pull it up, I will talk about it. Um, I was walking down Fairfax. I'm not going to tell you where I live, but I live off of Fairfax, <laughs> and um, I was. Uh, okay, I can just chew into the microphone. While okay, I... there we go. Okay, so um, and as I was going down Fairfax, uh, I saw heard hooves. I heard hooves coming around the corner. Cool. And I was like, am I in The Last of Us? <laughs> and then these two men, cowboys on horses, took off down Fairfax following all of the traffic lights, following it. It was like watching like a, a an animal scooter because they'd stand next to the cars and then they would like make the right turn safely and cross at the crosswalks and then book it down Fairfax. Amazing. going with traffic because I guess a horse can run like 40 miles an hour or something crazy. It was awesome. And then I finally caught up to them at a corner and I go, can I stand at this corner with you and your horses? And they said, of course. We're actually called, um, I I go by, I make films, that's my handle, and Warriors Road USA is my charity. And what Warriors Road USA is, is a veteran, is horse therapy for veterans. So these two guys on the horses are veterans, I think Navy and Army and they um, they use horses for therapy to help uh, veterans get over PTSD, all kinds of things. And I can only imagine feeling like a man being on this big beast, having this like wonderful ride together. And hopefully that brings together a community where you can actually talk. Maybe I'm going to learn more. They invited me to go for a ride. Wow. And so when we get back in town, I'm going to go. So I know this is a long, windy way of shouting out uh, Warriors Road USA, but it seems like not only an incredible cause, but what amazing marketing to just yeah. see horses run down the street. And um, I, I think they help a lot. Of, based on all of the followers, uh, they help a lot of people. So Wow. What an cool. opportunity, Mike. I can't wait to hear about that when you do go. Because yeah. have you have you ridden a horse? Um, only in like... Um, slow paced take a look at this trail ride kind trail of stuff. thing yeah mm-hmm. that's the only time i've done it and my horse was always so short that i could almost like drag my feet on the ground <laughs> yeah. like i don't think they i don't think they looked at me and they're like let's give him a real one i always felt like i could have walked here's a pony <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> wow well, oh there is one picture of me my brother had a petting zoo party uh for his birthday one year and i got to ride that horse up and down around the neighborhood. Is this pretty recently or? I do have a picture. I mean, I'm a grown man. Yeah. Really? Yeah, yeah. Oh, full on? That's so funny. Yeah. So maybe I'll throw that in our carousel this week. Very cute. I would love to see that. <laughs> I, I uh, the When I have ridden horses, I haven't done a lot of it, but I've always really loved it. And I think you're right. It's like so powerful and therapeutic for, yeah, someone who is especially suffering from any kind of like PTSD or anxiety. I think that that connection with that big, powerful living creature is probably incredibly cool i'm really stoked to hear about your experience when you go thank you warriors road usa that's my butt of the week um my butt of the week is elizabeth garber paul my editor at rolling stone liz has taught me more than any editor i've worked with she's given me more opportunities to grow as a writer and she is just like a fucking cool human 
and is brilliant and a brilliant writer. And uh, uh, I would tell you to follow her, but I'm pretty sure her Instagram is private. So just check out her work. Go to Rolling Stone. Um, Elizabeth Garber Paul. She goes by Liz. Um, she's fucking great. And she did this media fellowship last year. So I'm stoked to follow in her footsteps and and keep on writing. Such a good part of the week. This yeah. is a real celebration of it is. good it's a things very this week. Positive vibes. And shout yeah. out Natalie for the for the tates. Yeah. That was really nice of her. Thank she you. wrote some sweet during Oh, I don't want to read all of it. It's very nice of you, Natalie. <laughs> Never mind. But she thank sent you. Over some cookies. Yeah. Some love cookies. Yeah. Um, is that it this week? I think so. All right. Again, follow us at Weed and Grub on Instagram, at Mike and Mary Jane on TikTok, at Weed and Grub on YouTube. Um, I'm don't email us anymore. I'm done with emails. Please Only email follow us all us. the time. Only follow us on social media. That's it. Email us, DM us, um, send us ideas and pictures and thoughts and fun things. And Leave a review. Yeah. Oh, please. It's so helpful. And we are growing. And um, it's really nice to get the word out to more buds about all of our cool friends and, uh, and people that we have on the pod. Oh, my God. What? Let's end with this. Okay. I totally forgot to button up tour dates then and now. Okay. And follow us at all of those places because we're doing a 420 show here oh in God, LA. Oh my God, that's right. Uh, on 420 at the Ice House in Pasadena. If you heard about Weed and Grub Live in San Francisco where somebody got married, we did not see that coming. It was a magical time. A proposal, yep. We are doing great. another Weed and Grub Live at the Ice House mm -hmm. on 420. Um, some amazing guests, some great prizes, and a whole lot of fun. It's going to be fantastic. And we'll have a link to tickets uh, pretty soon. So keep an eye out. Yeah. Um, I think that's it for this week. All right. Thank you for the sandwich, Mary Jane. Thanks for everything, Mike. Bye, everyone. Bye.